Hello there, welcome back to another edition of the My Two Cents Podcast. This is a special presentation of this podcast where I will be talking to you guys about WWE's Royal Rumble 2024, which has happened on Saturday uh, evening. I just got done watching the premium live event. It was a good show. It was fun. It had a good card from top to bottom. It was only four matches on said card. And I'm just going to get right into it. Before I do so, I do have to make some correct uh, clarifications on something that I mentioned on my Sunday episode, if you happen to listen to it, that just dropped. Um, It's called Get Out Vince. On that episode, I did mention how I would report on this episode how uh, the crowd felt, how the energy in that arena felt about all the news about Vince McMahon, because I did not know how the arena would react. Would it be a somber event? Would it be something of that magnitude? But nope, everybody just continued as business as usual. The fans cheered. They went up and down. They booed. They cheered everything that they were supposed to do. Uh, there were no mentions of Vince McMahon in the crowd with no uh, with no signs that I saw. So that was that right there. And uh, also, I mentioned when I talked about Vince McMahon on my episode, I said how Slim Jim pulled away and backed out and paused their uh, business dealings with the WWE because of Vince McMahon's whole scandal and everything that came out this past week. Um, before the event started... It was announced that Slim Jim is continuing their partnership with WWE and everything. As I said before, was business as usual. You got the Slim Jim commercial up there. You got WWE advertising Slim Jim on uh, their event. So Slim Jim, they just decided to uh, continue on with their partnership with the WWE since Vince is now gone from uh, said company. So now with me getting those clarifications out of the way. I want to start with the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble, we started off with the Women's Royal Rumble. And here's how I'm going to break down the Royal Rumbles for you. I'm going to tell you how, I'm going to tell you who won, how they won, and I'm going to give you highlights that happened in each matches because I can't break down everything. So I'm just going to give you highlights from both the men and women's whenever their respective Rumble start. So as I said, the Women's Rumble, it will start the show. Um, Bailey, she would win the Rumble by lastly eliminating Jay Cargill, who made her debut in the Rumble, and Liv Morgan, who made her return back from injury in the Rumble. Liv Morgan, she came back at the number 30, while Jay Cargill, I want to say she came in in the 20s. She was like later in the Rumble, towards the end, whenever she came out. Uh, but the two women to start off the Rumble were Natalia and the returning uh, Naomi. Naomi, she came back. She was in TNA for, I want to say, since the middle of 2023. And now that her time is up in TNA, she's now back in the WWE. Whenever Naomi got in the ring, she got a thank you, welcome back from the crowd. You start seeing Naomi's face start uh, she had to cover her mouth and like shield her eyes a little bit because she felt the emotion like rush over her. And it was such a good moment for Naomi to feel that, especially knowing that she had to walk away with Sasha Banks from the WWE two years ago. And again, nobody ever knows what happened. You'll hear reports and everything, but nobody truly knows. Only Naomi and Sasha know what really happened. And uh, whenever they feel comfortable talking about it, I'll be all ears because I truly want to know, but I want to know how it felt to leave 
And I would like for her to have an interview, talk about how it felt to come back and feeling that uh, wave of emotions coming back in the ring. But anyway, uh, Naomi was in this matchup here, as well as Jordan Grace, who is the TNA Knockouts Champion. She was in the Royal Rumble. This is her first WWE appearance ever. I don't believe she was ever had a tryout in WWE, like being a scrub on TV, getting beat up. I don't remember none of that if Jordan Grace was. This is Jordan Grace's legit first presentation to the WWE audience. She comes in looking like a superstar, looking jacked, having the TNA Knockout Championship around her waist. They announced her as the Knockout Champion on commentary. I mean, she was presented as a star, as one of WWE's own stars, the way that she was in here. Um... As I said earlier, Jay Cargo, she made her debut. She eliminated Nia Jax with the ease. I mean, she did that with ease. You had the nice little uh, stare down between Nia Jax and Jay Cargo. Jay Cargo ends up throwing Nia Jax out. You had the nice little stare down uh, between Bianca Belair and Jordan Grace. And that made people, including myself, want Jordan Grace and Bianca Belair to have a matchup. So if WWE ever does a partnership with TNA, which they should, like WWF did with ECW back in the day, and I'm just going to sidestep this for a minute. For people that don't know, in WWE's uh, documentary for ECW One Night Stand, well, not One Night Stand, Rise and Fall of ECW, the DVD that came out. In that documentary, Paul Heyman talked about how WWF, Vince McMahon at the time when ECW was still a small company but gaining some traction, Vince McMahon would put money into ECW, kind of like to keep them afloat and kind of have that partnership with Paul, but Paul kept it real under keepsakes from the wrestlers at the time because Paul kept that whole us versus them mentality. And the reason why Vince did that was because whenever he felt like he wanted to pick talent from ECW, he could do so. So that led to Taz, uh, the Dudley Boys, and other various stars from ECW going up to the WWF. So that's the partnership that WWF had with ECW back in the day. I've stated, I think, a year ago how I wanted WWE or AEW to work with TNA impact at the time because i wanted that type of partnership to happen whenever you have people whether in wwe or aew that needed to have a refresher that need to be moved off of tv you could have sent them down to tna get themselves freshed up have them rebuild a character up whatever it takes for them to get themselves marketable again and then once they're ready send them back up to either wwe or aew and do that business but in the process tna they will receive money from wwe or aew whoever they're in partnership with because that keeps TNA afloat and also they can get them better equipment for uh, their TV presentation and I'm not saying TNA has bad presentation I'm just saying it just better upgrades them if you get what I mean I threw that idea out a year ago hopefully with Jordan Grace being in the rumble we get that uh, partnership down the line anyway getting back to the rumble as I said we had the uh, stare down with Jordan Grace and Bianca Belair, leading to Bianca Belair hitting Jordan Grace with the KOD on the ring apron to eliminate Jordan Grace. Um, Tiffany Stratton, she came out. She had a nice little appearance in the Rumble. Roxanne Perez, she came out and has, had a nice little appearance in the Rumble. Uh, but long story less uh, long. Bailey, she wins the Rumble, so now we know she's going into WrestleMania, more than likely with a main event spot. And I'm glad for Bailey. Bailey, 
uh, has been that member of the Four Horsemen women, which consists of herself, Becky, Sasha, and Charlotte. She was supposed to be like the John Cena of the group whenever that whole group was assembled and given the moniker of the Four Horsewomen. She was supposed to be the top merch seller. She was supposed to be the girl that the kids can look up to, as I said, being the John Cena. But during the Vince regime, it just didn't go that way. They treated her character badly. They bastardized that character so bad to the point that Bailey had to uh, refocus, get herself together, get herself right to be her own role model and kill everything that made the Bailey character NXT so great to be the character that we see now, this snarky, uh, maniacal villain that we got, but it all worked for Bailey whenever she repackaged herself. So for Bailey to now get that recognition and now get to win the Rumble, it's great for everyone that has followed Bailey's journey. So hopefully now she's getting that recognition, she's getting that love, she's getting that uh backing from behind the scenes because now she's going to mania she's getting a, a world title opportunity now the question is will she be going against her own damage control uh member eo sky or will she be going against rhea ripley storyline wise we're saying rhea ripley but everything could always turn into eo and bailey all because of Bailey thinking that damage control is going to turn on her or if damage control is going to turn on Bailey again that's what all this thing hinges on so the story and the way how they're going to tell the story is all important but I'm glad Bailey did win the rumble I'm glad that Naomi is back in WWE congratulations for her I'm glad that TNA was represented in this rumble and I hopefully WWE has a partnership with TNA I really do mean that and I would like to see where Jay Cargill is going next, whether she's going to be on Raw, SmackDown, or NXT. That's another big question mark that we got to figure out, but uh, we'll wait and see about that. But again, great women's rumble. This has been one of the best women's rumbles that they ever had, and the women's rumble only just came about in 2018. So hopefully down the line now, we get more great women's rumbles after this. Now, the next matchup, we will have the Fatal 4-Way matchup for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. You had LA Knight, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, all fighting and vibing against the champion Roman Reigns. Roman would win the match by pinfall to retain his championship when LA Knight was looking to hit Roman with the BFT, the Blood Force Trauma. But Roman would throw LA Knight into the ropes. This will have uh, LA knock AJ Styles off the ropes because uh, AJ was looking to hit the phenomenal forearm, but AJ's midsection would drape on top of the ropes. Roman would then hit LA Knight with the Superman punch and then hit AJ Styles with the spear to win the match. Now, this wouldn't be a Roman Reigns match if you didn't get a Bloodline uh, member interfering. And as per usual, we got that here. So Zagoa, he would interfere when Randy Orton would just deliver RKOs to everybody like towards the end of the match he would hit uh la knight with one he would hit aj styles with one and as roman was setting up for a spear and ran towards randy with it randy just catched roman perfectly and i mean picture perfect with an rko and at that moment you thought okay randy's covering roman you think randy's gonna win this but then nope the referee gets pulled out by solo sokoa and solo would go in the ring hit both LA Knight and Randy Orton with the Samoan Spike. 
and you see Solo leave the ring. AJ Styles, his body is right next to the barricade. Solo would run towards it. AJ would move. Solo's body would run through the barricade, and that would take Solo Sokoa out. And that would lead to the final stages, as I read earlier, of how Roman Reigns would retain his championship. Um, solid match from everybody here. AJ Styles, he finally got freaking ring gear now, so I'm glad he got proper ring gear instead of just wearing black jeans that you could just walk out in the mall with. AJ Styles should not be wearing regular black jeans. That's not AJ Styles. He is a wrestler. He should be wearing regular wrestler attire, so I'm glad AJ did that. And also, I don't know if people picked up on this, I like how AJ even paid homage to The Undertaker because AJ was Undertaker's last official match in his wrestling career, even though they had a cinematic match, it still counts. Uh, he had the phenomenal wording on his tights, but he had it in Undertaker style like font on his tights. So when I saw that, I was like, okay, that's a nice homage since AJ's going down this whole dark path character here. So that was cool to see. LA Knight, he got the show out in this match. It felt like this was a spotlight match for LA Knight. As I said, everybody knows what AJ can do. Everybody knows what Randy can do. Roman Reigns, he doesn't have to do much because he is the top uh, Teflon, top dollar-esque man that just runs the WWE. So Roman doesn't really have to do much. LA Knight, he's kind of on the bottom of the totem pole when you look at all four of these guys. LA Knight, he was given time to shine here at one point when he hit Roman Reigns with the BFT in the matchup. I mean, it caught everybody by surprise, and people thought, okay, LA Knight's going to win this. But as you can tell, LA Knight doesn't. Roman still retains his championship. But LA Knight does have a good uh, standing in this matchup, so I can see them doing something with LA Knight as we move forward going into WrestleMania. So Roman, he retains his championship. LA Knight, AJ, and Randy, they have to find their path to WrestleMania, and I'm going to wait to see how that story progresses now after this event now the next matchup on the card was the united states championship we had kevin owens going against the champion logan paul this match would end in a disqualification and will be awarded to logan paul as the victor when towards the end of the match logan paul would hit kevin owens in the face with his right hand that if you know by storyline uh, logan paul is supposed to have titanium in his hand so when he hits Kevin Owens in the face, it's supposed to knock him out. But as Logan Paul covers Kevin Owens, it doesn't. Kevin Owens will kick out, and this would have Logan Paul in a frantic, panic-like state. Logan Paul will look at his people in the crowd and start asking for help the same way that he did when he beat Rey Mysterio at Crown Jewel to win the United States Championship. So Logan Paul's guy, Jeff, would hop over the barricade and move towards the ring. The referee would notice it, Call for security, and now as security is dealing with Jeff, you see Austin Theory and Grayson Waller start running down to the ring, and you see them divide and conquer. Grayson Waller would go over there and try to help out Jeff as security's dealing with him, and while this is happening, Theory would go over to the ring and pass Logan Paul brass knuckles so Logan can use them. Now, as Logan is putting him on his knuckles, he's trying to hit Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens would see this. He would grab Logan Paul by the arm, take the knuckles off of Logan Paul, put him on his own hand, and hit Logan Paul in the face with it, and then cover him. Now, as the referee is making the count, one, two, and before he hits a three, he sees Kevin Owens' hand, and it has brass knuckles on it, and he will stop short of hitting the mat of three, and he will look and point at it and 
you can see in the referee's face, he's like, Kevin, come on. Because even the referee doesn't like Logan Paul, but he still has a job to do. And he calls for the bell, and he would award the match to Logan Paul by disqualification. So then after the match, you see Kevin Owens leave the ring, but then he goes right back. He grabs Logan Paul, throw him out of the ring, and he powerbombs Logan Paul through the commentary table. And that's how this situation would end. This was a good match between Logan Paul and Kevin Owens. The story of this match was that Kevin Owens could not use the cast, I believe, on his right arm. Because if he used the cast, it's kind of like a weapon. So Kevin Owens had to come into this ring, come into this match without a cast on his hand. So he was kind of limited to only using his left hand uh, to strike Logan Paul. But he was able to grab Logan Paul and hold him into like maneuvers with the right hand. But he had to be cautious of what he does with that right hand. Logan Paul, he took advantage of that. He would go after uh, Kevin Owens' right hand from time to time in the ring in this matchup. But again, solid match between Kevin Owens and Logan Paul. Logan Paul is constantly evolving and doing well in the WWE ring, in the wrestling ring in general. I do got to give the devil his due. He's a natural in the ring. I would like to see Logan Paul go against someone that isn't on the caliber of Kevin Owens or a Miz or a Roman Reigns or even a Seth Rollins or... You get my drift. Logan Paul has always been dealing with the cream of the crop of athletes, of wrestlers in there. and. Again, Logan Paul, he has to hold his own when he competes against those guys. But I would like to see Logan Paul go against some of the other uh, wrestlers to see if he's really that good. And again, it's not me trying to hate here. I just want to see from my own eyes if Logan truly is that good the way that he's been propped up and the way that he's been demonstrating in the ring. Because again, I got to get the devil to do. Logan Paul, he holds his own. He does what he does in the ring. He makes everything look great for what he is able to do and i can't hate on the guy at least for that personally that's a different story but in the ring he's great and as i say he's a natural so i would like to see where uh logan paul or who's logan paul's next opponent could be i still think it's going to be kevin owens i think kevin owens is going to get another shot at logan paul for the united states championship at elimination chamber the event over there in australia because this Disqualification leaves the door wide open for that matchup to happen at the Elimination Chamber, especially with a drill sergeant like Nick Aldis being the general manager for SmackDown, and he doesn't like nefarious uh, actions or nefarious things happening in his matches. I can see him scheduling a rematch at Elimination Chamber for these two. So that's what I think it might lead to, but again, we'll have to wait and see about that. Now, we move over into the main event. It's the Men's Royal Rumble. And, by God, back-to-back years, Cody Rhodes, he would win the Royal Rumble by eliminating CM Punk. The fatal, well, the final four guys in this match were all heavy contenders that everybody thought that could win this Rumble. And that we all thought, from this past week, could be... Basically, the final four guys. Anyway, it was Gunther, Drew McIntyre, CM Punk, and Cody Rhodes. Now, you saw Cody and Gunther start doing their business on one side of the ring because they were the last final two in last year's Royal Rumble. Drew and Punk, they had their business to handle on the other half of the ring, battling it out. Drew could have eliminated Punk, but Drew 
being his own worst enemy, he monologued to Punk when he had Punk down on the mat. He monologued at Punk saying that, I don't need your help anymore. I needed your help when I was a young kid, but I'm a young man now. I'm the locker room leader here. I am your leader now, kid. And as he picks CM Punk up off the mat, he's going to throw him out of the ring. Punk would get Drew on his shoulders and toss Drew out of the ring. And then you would get a nice camera shot of Drew with a shock face. And then it points the camera over to CM Punk just staring at Drew. Because again, Drew was his own worst enemy. He failed himself because he has his own personal demons that he has to deal with before he can actually accomplish what he wants to accomplish. And I think this is going to really cap it off for him. Now, I don't know where this is going to lead to Drew later down the story because, again, we still got many to go to, but I can't wait to see what they do with Drew. So once Drew's eliminated, they now focus on Cody and Gunther action in the ring. And as Gunther is about to eliminate Cody, I believe with a sleeper hold, Cody is able to pull Gunther out of the ring and Gunther goes over and he gets eliminated. So you have that in Gunther's quest to become the World Heavyweight Champion at the Royal Rumble at WrestleMania has been dashed. But Gunther, he's still an Intercontinental Champion, so he doesn't have that much to cry about. Um, So now we're left to Cody and Punk. They go back and forth. And I believe this is probably one of the... I'm not going to say longest, but it's up there with the last two guys just basically duking it out to see who's going to eliminate one another. You get Cody, I mean Cody, hitting uh, Punk with Crossroads, Punk hitting Cody with the GTS, and then later, further, he will hit him with a pedigree. And as Punk is looking at Cody on the mat, he just shouts out, I waited 10 years, and I'm not going to have those years wasted by losing to Dusty's kid. Now, as Punk lifts Cody up, and he's going to hit him with the GTS again, as he uh, lifts Cody up, drops him off off his shoulders, Cody will land on his feet, and he will grab CM Punk's leg. And Cody, just being angry at this point, he says something to Punk that I don't believe that the microphones catch. And you see Cody just grab Punk and throw him out of the ring. And eliminate Punk. And Cody is your winner for the Royal Rumble. Now, during the last two uh, men going at it back and forth, Punk and Cody, they would show both Roman Reigns in his own little skybox with Paul Heyman. And it would show Seth in his own little skybox because this represented both men's objectives. Cody, we know he wants his story to be finished. He has a business with Roman Reigns. While Punk, he has business that he has to conduct with Seth because they have some personal stuff right there. So we knew what was going to happen, who win, whoever was going to win the Rumble. So we kind of knew who was going to pick who. So once Cody wins and Cody's on the top rope, he's uh, doing the whole blowing the kiss and pointing the finger gun at the WrestleMania sign, the fireworks go off. My man looks directly at Roman, points at Roman and says, you're next. I pick you. Cody didn't waste no time. He just straight up just looks at Roman and says, yep, me and you again. We're running it back. So at WrestleMania, we're getting Roman versus Cody too. Roman, he kind of looks petrified at this. Paul has to give Roman the championship and tells him, show him, show him who's the man. Roman lifts up the championship in the air, and that's where Royal Rumble would end off. 
Cody and Roman have been slated and they're going to wrestle once again at WrestleMania. So people don't have to worry about The Rock smoozing in to get this opportunity that Cody has rightfully earned. We're getting Cody and Roman yet again. And hopefully this time, Cody will finish the story. And hopefully this time at WrestleMania. I want there to be a specialty to the match between Cody and Roman. I truly do. Their one-on-one matchup last year, it was great. But if you add a stipulation to this, I think you can make this match way over the top. And I think people will enjoy it. Not too over the top, but make it just enough. It could either be a hell in a cell. It could be a steel cage. It could be not a lumberjacks, because I think that would take away from the match itself. But something along the lines of a steel cage or even a hell in a cell. I think people will enjoy that because this will be the first time in some time that uh, WrestleMania in the main event will get some type of steel cage or even hell in a cell involvement. And I think with it being the 40th anniversary of WrestleMania and this being the time that you take the title off of Roman, I think all that encompasses it and will make the match just special for Cody to finish his story. So that's my idea for WrestleMania for Cody and Roman. Uh, Punk, I think Punk now has to go through the Elimination Chamber. And that's going to be interesting because Punk's body isn't like his old body. I'm not certain if Punk's body is going to be able to take getting slammed or getting ran onto that garter, that steel garter, that steel itself in the chamber. But we're going to have to wait and see if that's even an option. Because again, we got to wait for Monday Night Raw to see what happens with Punk. How they're going to now get someone to face Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. So we got a lot of stories that we got to comb through and go through uh, at the end of this Royal Rumble. I found this Royal Rumble really amusing and really enjoying. To me, out of the men or women's Royal Rumble, I like the women's one way better because I think I have a soft spot for TNA and TNA being represented from Jordan Grace and also seeing uh, Naomi coming back. It really warmed my heart and also seeing Jay Cargo debuting something that we all were waiting to see, seeing Jay Cargo having the stare down between Bianca Belair and herself and having the WrestleMania sign in the back and it seemed that that's predestined or that's an omen where we might get Jay Cargill going against Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. That's a star-making match right there. I mean, again, dude, the sky's the limit for WWE. They have a plethora of riches right now in that company. And with the possibilities now, since Vince is going, you could you're able to do anything you truly want there, at least as of right now. Because once someone's going and you got the reins kind of loosened up a little bit creative freedom and your ideas are able to flow things are you're able to do things and it seems that's the way that wwe is being handled right now and i hope that's the way it gets handled continuously throughout the rest of the time that wwe is still here on this earth but uh time will tell but the Royal Rumble, it was great. I would suggest go look at all of it. It's, a, I believe, a four-hour show. If you don't got four hours, uh, just go look at the two Rumble matches. That's all you got to do. Because the Royal Rumble is the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble matches make the event special. So go check those matches out. And uh, I believe that's it. Now, having said that, I do got to self-promote. If you did not listen to my Sunday episode, Get Out Vince, it is available now. I think you will enjoy that episode. 
as well as I talked about the things that's happened in this week of professional wrestling on my Wrestling Highlights of the Week episode, which dropped Saturday, so that episode is available to you as well. And I talk about the government being a joke on my midweek episode that dropped as well, so all those episodes are available to you right now. Please go and enjoy those episodes if you do not listen to them. Have a blast. Now, with that being said, this has been my Two Cents Podcast, Royal Rumble 2024 Review. I hope you guys have a great day. Be blessed. And please, take care of yourself.